Here we go. Here we go. I am excited for this chat today as we had a great talk behind stage just now. We have another top performer joining us today. Forbes Council member, top 25 young professionals under 20 of 2020, excuse me, recipient joining us today. And we have a lot to cover. Scaling your business, understanding cash flow and key indicators for success. Building resilience in your business, strategies for weathering economic turmoil. I think that is a incredibly important talking discussion point for today, especially with what's ahead of us in here in America, at least. And getting to yes, tactics for successful second round fundraising. This is that entrepreneur show now a top 1.5% global podcast. So I always have to thank everyone for tuning in and all of our inspiring guests who have had the courage to share their stories. Today, we hear from Drew Lyon. Drew, thank you for taking the time to join us all the way from Denver to Tampa today. Womp, womp, womp. Congratulations on your top 1.5%. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Of course, I'm excited to hear your story and bring on someone who is the founder and managing partner of Focused Energy, a team of 15 plus fractional finance, accounting and operations experts dedicated to helping businesses understand their financials, save money and grow sustainably. They've helped hundreds of businesses of all sizes from startups to public companies. So if this sounds like an area you need some assistance with, stick around for a little later in the show. We'll find out how to get in touch with Drew to help you stop struggling with time, resources, or expertise to efficiently scale. And with this company's help, their clients have seen incredible results, organically growing revenue from 50 to 100%. His company has also secured $100 million in funding for their clients, plus saving them all the money we spoke about. So if you're out there thinking about starting to fundraise or take your fundraising to the next level, this is the show for you. He founded this company 10 years ago now, so congratulations on that sustainability because of his passion for helping companies scale in a challenging world. We've got a lot to cover, as I mentioned, and he's going to give some insight into some of his strengths and expertise Not just traditional renewable energy, but consumer goods, tech-enabled services, construction, food sectors, all and above. Of course, there's no surprise here. We have a great spotlight story at the end of the show. As we heard a little bit, he specializes with his fractional employees. We're going to look into a guide to fractional leadership from Entrepreneur Online. I'm ready to kick this show off, so I have to show some love to our show sponsor this summer, Cesar Cervantes. TEDx speaker coach dedicated and successfully bringing you to stage today. Be sure to scroll down the episode description for that contact info. But Drew, we're going to go back to 10 years ago or maybe even further. When did you first become an entrepreneur? I was always hustling as a kid. Uh, I remember just finding always, always looking for ways to make money. Um, and my family is very entrepreneurial. Half of them were really successful. Uh, the other half, you know, um, had all the fun struggles that come with being an entrepreneur. That's, you know, I was in the latter half, so I learned a lot of, you know, what to do, not to do. And, um, you know, went to school for finance and accounting, you know, did some uh, fun stuff in uh, the energy sector. And I was working for a utility, discovered a large fraud, reported it, told to cover it up could not do the corporate bullshit or deal with that, you know, just lack of fucking giving a shit 
And so really started the practice then, um, you know, right out of the gate, did the wrong thing. And I was like, I'm going to raise money for people right away. And mm-hmm. that was fucking right idea. Wrong time. Uh, did not have the network to pull that off. So pivoted quickly back to basic finance, accounting, cash flow strategy, you know, explaining entrepreneurs, businesses back to them in a way that we could simplify, make it easier to run, make it more scalable, um, helping them with the basics. And it's really grown from there. And my, the reason I did it was because I just realized like, I want to help people and I can help a lot of people through business ownership, through entrepreneurship, through, you know, being an honest third party that comes in and helps provide guidance and, you know, ultimately thinks of their households and cares about them. I love the integrity and passion behind what you're doing. And I had this here in the show notes when we go live, explaining entrepreneurs' businesses back to them. And I think that's so important. I'm even guilty of this, where I feel sometimes we're blinded by our own light. We're blinded by the work we're doing and we're missing things. They're simple. They're right in front of us the whole time. So I think this is a great message for everyone out there to just seek some form of outside opinion because I learned a long time ago what looks good to me may not look good to everyone else. Me doing this this way may not be the most efficient way and it might not be the most effective way. We can always learn from each other. And that's one of the many goals of this show for our audience to learn from our guests today. But you mentioned we started this business 10 years ago. Let's talk all about it a little more so that everyone out there can learn about it. Yeah, it's fractional finance counting operations for scaling businesses. Um, Really, what I learned early on was a lot of people, you know, through, you know, best intentions will look to grow a business and they have a passion and they start to build it. And then they're like, well, I need to go hire a bunch of people. And they end up playing business, not running a business. You don't need full-time employees in really almost any roles, in my experience. A lot of businesses just need a little expertise in certain areas. And that could be, you know, bookkeeping or operations or marketing sales. Like there's a lot of components in a multitude of roles that can be fractional. And I think the goal should be putting as much of your resources, i.e. money, capital towards revenue generating activities. And there's a lot of value creation and finance counting operations, but you know, I, I love accounting, but no one gives a shit about accounting. It's all about actual insights into what can you do? How do you do it better? Where are you? Go, how do you go from point A to point B? What does good look like? And that's a lot of what we do for clients is it's not just talking. It's actually rolling up our sleeves, executing. It's the tactics and the strategies. And it's a multitude of roles, not just fractional executives. And so it's really trying to make businesses more competitive, more agile, more nimble so that they can respond, pivot, and adjust in that entrepreneurial journey. Because Sometimes you have to go backwards to go forwards. It's never a straight line to success. It's never quick. It's never, you know, we hear about, you know, the overnight success that's been working on something for 10, 15 years, you know, in in your own journey, uh, Vincent, it really, you know, is also a similar representation of that. There's so many paths to that we all take to get to what we define as success. And sometimes we don't even know what path we're on. And we're really working to help our clients understand where are they in that journey and where are they trying to go and what's it going to take? I love that. It's never a straight line. That's for sure. And I really enjoy how you're describing your businesses here because creating actionable insights, 
giving us the ability to take action is almost half the battle because we're still searching on how to take that action. We know there's a problem, but how do we go about it the best way? Certainly a challenge in entrepreneurship, but there are a lot of challenging parts out there as entrepreneurs. We go through a lot of tough times. What are some difficult areas of entrepreneurship you find that we can help extend to our listeners today? A big one is mental health. I know you have, you know, a history with it. I think the components I've seen, you know, specifically, there's a lot of things that come with being an entrepreneur. One of them is, you know, staring fucking basically death in the face. Your business is on its like last gasping breath, but you still believe in it wholly. And everyone, every five year you're being is saying, yeah, I don't think it's going to work. You still have to wake up and be like, fucking stoked to get out there and go run it and do it and find a way to make it work like that's fucking brutal mm -hmm. and that toll on on entrepreneurs mental health is a is a tough part of being an entrepreneur i think another component is when you're so passionate about something it's easy to understand that others may not care as much and how do you simplify something complex that you know inside and out in a way that others can digest, internalize and leverage and make make valuable to themselves. And, you know, it's I think another the final one is patience. As an entrepreneur, you're like, you've got a crazy sense of urgency. You're always trying to do a million one things. You're waking up yeah. at four in the morning. You're working until midnight. Like that patience is sometimes you got to slow down to go fast. And that's the truth. I think we all learn that one way or the other, whether we're given the advice or we experience it. I mean, I remember the days when I was really writing the first book. That was in the beginning of the entrepreneurial journey. I'm working these crazy hours and then I experienced something called burnout. And I learned the value of taking breaks throughout the day and giving myself a day a week to do something I enjoy. And that's what I talk about. And Mr. Lancey talks mental health, getting enough sleep at night. I mean, I I'm like a grandpa and a lot of nights I'm in bed early, but I like to be in the gym real early. I like to start my day that way and go through my morning routines. But I also find myself taking breaks extends my day where I'll try to do something productive, maybe dust off the counters or some dishes, maybe a walk outside. Those things are great for my mental health. We heard about some challenging parts. Everyone out there, you are not alone. Don't forget that. What are some of your favorite parts, however, of running your own show? I think um, seeing people value, you know, what you do is a representation of who you are. And so when you see people value what you've done for them, it is a, a very gratifying moment of, of validation um, and doing things that others thought, you know, wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. um, completing things that you didn't think you could do. I think those, those moments of self-discovery are probably some of the best. Absolutely. And it's not just the moments of success. I think I've, I, while I fucking hate them, the, the, the failures are brutal, but I've grown 10 times more as a person, as a human in the moments of struggle, strife and failure than I have in the moments where I'm like, Oh, I fucking crushed it. Like yep. it's just the moments of success are great and they keep you going and they keep you going through the moments, you know, down moments. But I really enjoy the the growth that comes with, having to figure it out and yeah and then enjoying some fruits of your labor and, and entrepreneurship the sky is just the limit 
one accomplishment will unlock the next door and it's up to you to walk through it and how far you walk through it. But we've had a lights out episode so far. I've had a lot of fun getting to know you, getting to know all about your business. Right now, we're going to hop into this week's spotlight story. Everyone be sure to scroll down in the episode description. Follow along with us. This is from Entrepreneur Online. And I think our guest today is going to be able to provide a lot of value from this article titled Executive Level Expertise, Fraction of the Cost, A Guide to Fractional Leadership. And today, as a business owner, I know firsthand the countless challenges that come with running a company. With responsibilities ranging from financial management to marketing strategies, it can often feel overwhelming just to keep your head above water. And I can certainly resonate with that. It's for this reason that expert support is valuable and fractional executives can provide a service that addresses challenges and promotes growth. What are fractional executives? They provide cost-effective part-time or interim support for growing businesses, offering expertise in areas like strategic planning, operational streamlining, revenue operations, marketing, finance, sales, and such. They also stay updated with the latest efficient infrastructure for your business and ensuring it's customized to your specific stage and scale, similar to what our guest shared with us today. And now the article touches on some signs that you may indeed need a fractional exec. You need expertise in a specific area, have ambitious growth goals and require help achieving them, facing a critical business challenge and need guidance navigating and resolving it. Your rapidly growing business lacks the structure to support growth and you lack the capacity to stay current with industry and tech trends. These are some of them. Everyone go to the article for the full list. But now I want to touch on some benefits of fractional executive hiring that the article lists before I bring back on our guest today. Cost savings, expertise and experience, flexibility and scalability, and objectivity and perspective. I'll touch on cost savings as you can guess, they offer a flexible solution for businesses that need experienced execs without the commitment and cost of a full-time hire. Of course, the time that goes into onboarding this hire as well. And unlike having this full-time exec, you can work with fractional executives on the as-needed basis, allowing you to enjoy the benefits of a seasoned executive without committing to a long-term, super high expense, now, Drew, I've touched on a lot here. What are some things that stuck out to you? What can you add from your expertise? I think anything, you know, I think all the points that you've brought up from a fractional um, executive, but also, you know, a fractional role in general are all um, hugely beneficial. I think the number one thing, especially also in an advisor, um, is really that ob objectivity and perspective. It's easy to get myopically focused on some of the things that you think are really important and you know you can explain a million reasons why like i'm really focused here for all these reasons and it's going to really change x y and z but because you know fractional um executives and fractional leaders have seen a multitude of businesses and a multitude of stages and have participated with a multitude of personalities in leadership roles they're able to say like you're not wrong, but you're not right. You're you're talking about symptoms right here. The real root cause is this, and here's why. And you're like ultimately really looking for someone that's not going to agree with you. Mm -hmm. And when you're right, yeah, you're right. But you're going to know you're right. It's the times where you think you're right, but you're actually wrong. You need someone that's going to be confident, intelligent, informed, experienced enough to be able to tell you like, hey, no, you're, you're fucking looking at the wrong thing. 
Here's why. Here's where you need to be focused. Here's the impact it's going to have. But then also connecting the dots holistically for you. And not just for you, but for your entire team. Sometimes that might be the rest of the executives on the team. It might be other, you know, it might be department leaders. There's a reality of you might just not see what's staring you in the face. And being able to have somebody that has that experience that can come in and say, here's what that looks like. Here's why. You know, another component of this is really being able to not have someone that's going to tell you yes, because you, you know, because they're your only source of employment, like, and they're beholden to you of like, well, don't piss off the boss. Mm -hmm. Like the best relationships we have with clients are ones where we're constantly challenging them, pushing them. That's huge though. You don't want people are just going to yes you to death because that's not going to do any good for you or improve your business. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. We think we're doing the right thing. Somebody's yep. like, oh yeah, no, yeah, that's we're right on. And then you look back, you're like, what the was I thinking? Like, why did we do that? They bring that 2020 hindsight into the present moment yes. to have that real conversation. And I think that's where, even if you're not using a fractional executive, you should be looking for advisors that are going to give you these types of insights. There's a lot of people that want to help. Yeah, it's go out, ask the questions, be open to getting an answer you don't want. That's something I learned, too. And as hard as it may be in the beginning, if you don't ask, you may never know. You may never get the help you need. Things aren't just going to be handed to you or come to you in a lot of situations in life. You're going to have to go out there and ask and learn. That's something I learned as I tried to scale. That was something I needed to do more often. So thank you for all that. Uh, Let's plug your website, social, anything that can help our listeners get in touch with you or at least learn more about what you have going on. Yeah, check out uh, focusedenergy.work. That's W-O-R-K. Or check us out on LinkedIn, uh, Focused Energy. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've got good content on there, you know, informative uh, things. I put up content. I swear like a seller, I'm probably over-caffeinated. So I'll at least give you a good chuckle on some, uh, some good information. And hopefully it's of value to you. I appreciate you sharing that. I'll have that in the show description. So now it is time. For the one question that has weathered the storms of uh, talking discussion points throughout the three and a half years, because this is something I love getting to know my guests with, which entrepreneur are you choosing throughout history, dead or alive, to sit down with? I'd say Nikola Tesla, purely because he wasn't the most like financially successful, but like talk about somebody that was thinking ahead of their time, mm-hmm. like doing stuff that was wild. Like, I don't know if there's anyone today, like there are some, don't get me wrong, but like the scope and breadth of that man's just like genius was fascinating. And I love, I love that. It's, um, it wasn't for commercial success. It wasn't for, you know, grandiose self-promotion and, and, mm-hmm. and material wealth. It was a what, you know, I see is a genuine love of discovery. Mm-hmm. I love when people bring up the titans of industries, people from this long ago, because there was no Google, let alone no textbooks with people doing things in the past. There's no case studies. A lot of these things, they're the innovators. They're the pioneers. And uh, I believe it was the electricity system, Mr. Tesla, his contributions. Uh, great choice there. We're delving a little deeper now. Where are you going to sit down? Where are you going to be? Where would we be? Shit, I'd probably go, like, if I had anywhere, I'd probably go down to, like, Nasoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, hang out on the beach, and uh, hopefully have a margarita in hand. Um, Maybe get some, like, 
stand up paddle boarding in maybe a jet ski. Cause everybody smiles when they're on a jet ski. And then we can have a conversation with, with Nicola <laughs> about, uh, some, uh, entrepreneuring and, uh, you know, just general discovery. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Be sure to scroll down the episode description to find out more and the links from our guest today. And I am at Vincent DeLancey on all social media and YouTube. Be sure to head to YouTube for a video preview of this episode. And the show is at That Entrepreneur Show on the major social media networks. And on Twitter, it's Podcasts by Lancey. So you get all three shows. And with that, we are signing off here today from Denver to Florida, thank you so much once again for sitting down with us. Thank you, Vincent. Appreciate it.